Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm delighted. I've been la-di-da-din. Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top. Man, these boys, they be potting. I trust them like a lot. And they told me that I get it. Guess what? I got it. You should do it too. You will never lose. If you ever do, must have been a ruse. Ricky, that's my dude. Stoops is super cool. Sharks up in the pool. I've been sparking up my tools. I've been looking to win. Spend a little again. I've been first fiddled it in. My God, I riddled again. I told them stop clowning around. They said what goes up comes down. I said I'm down with the sickness. My team stay ill. Now come get this. I'm just so dead in life. I stay ready tonight. Deep dive, we rise. That's the medley, alright. Davy Delight, Davy Delight, da 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 Davy Delight, hey. Welcome to another episode of the Debbie Delight, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we are going to continue on with our team profiles for the 2021 season. We are going to cover the Maryland Terrapins. Um, this was a recommendation on Twitter from somebody, and Stoops was going to remember the name, but he didn't. Um, he really wasn't. <laughs> As always, I'm joined by my partner, Stoops. How are you, bud? I'm I'm good. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not hear what you all heard was Stoops supposed to remember, and I didn't. And you caught my attention. I was looking at one of our messages on Twitter about yeah. the mock and stuff. So anyway, um, yeah, man, I'm excited. Um, love diving into these teams, especially so... First ones, right? Teams that a lot of people have really looked into. Um, teams we've definitely looked into. Um, now we've got a team that, to be completely honest with you, um, outside of two players on the team, you probably don't really know too much about them kind of thing. So definitely was excited to dive a little bit more. Um, look at kind of their recruiting rankings. Look at you know yeah. some of the recruits they've got coming in. Kind of looking at the trends even. You know, as far as the recruiting is kind of where they've ranked and how they're continuing to to progress. And hopefully that means, you know, more wins for them, kind of a, a good competitive, you know, culture there. So um seems like they're going in the right direction though. Um, yeah, that's what I was looking at as well. Um Kevsky 07 um is who recommended um Oh, that's what I was do. supposed to look at. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah, but you I you never I never said no, you to do yeah. that, but um it's all right. But like I was saying, guys, uh, Maryland is the topic of discussion, just like we did last week. Um, I have the most recent up-to-date as of this moment stats-free this week for the recruiting class. But the 2020 record was 2-3. and three. They played in five games. Um, the recruiting class of 2020 was 31, which was interesting to see because their 2021 went up to 18. Very impressive. And obviously that class was led by two guys that we're going to talk about a little bit later, but their 2022 as of today is ranked 19th. Now on the grand scheme of things, that's really solid, right? Like it, it's a 31 to uh, 18 is a really big jump because I feel like it was like, if I remember correctly, it was like a 0.85 something 
and now it was like a 0.87, I believe. They jumped from year to year, which it fluctuates pretty good. Obviously, the helping of getting a, a Rakeem Jarrett, that was mm-hmm. a five-star wide receiver. That was very pivotal in those numbers. So to me, that's one of the things that kind of stands out the most. Um, there's a few things that I was looking at heading into this year that I didn't really dive into too much the last two teams, but I wanted to see where it looked at. So their points for, they scored 118 points in five games, right? Averaged about 23 a game, but which actually ranked 98th out of 128 last year. That's brutal on the offensive and I'll, side. And, of and it's funny you have that record. I'm not saying run, but it's funny you have or that that because I have that same thing, and they ranked 11th in the conference. Yeah, which is like crazy. It's not so, like 12, I think, right? Yeah, so 14 or 14. Okay, so either yeah. way, either way, it's still terrible. <laughs> but their their points against. They gave up 32 points a game last year. Like, that is brutal. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Um, their strength of schedule was pretty tough last year. It was 28th out of 128. But that, that to me, when I see the 32 points a game, we're not defensive guys. All that really shows to me is there's some wide, there's some, there's some uh, yards, some points to be had, some Devi players to be breaking out. Uh, that's the way I look at it, right? You know what I mean? And and to me, that's just crazy. So on the surface, before we dive into position by position, what do you got for us with their incoming class and stuff like that? Yeah, so the incoming class, um, again, you said, you know, 18th, basically. They've got a five-star uh, linebacker um, coming in, basically in this 2021 class. So Terrence Lewis, big-time linebacker coming in. So I think that's going to help. They're really recruiting heavily on the defensive side. Um, because you kind of mentioned it right there, their offensive points per games, defensive points per game, so on. When you look at their yardage offensive, offensively, they were actually third in conference, uh, 409 yards per game defense though. They ranked 11th. They gave up 430 yards per game. So it, it it's, and I'm not saying the offense was phenomenal by any means. Um, there was definitely some, you know, some improvement. Um, that needed to be there needs to be be done there but the defense I, I just think is where they really need you know to to improve upon um but they've got some pretty good guys coming in i mean they got a five-star guy coming in they've got their another uh or they got a defensive end i'm sorry coming in he was 67th in the nation um i don't know how to say his name the De, demilion De, De robinson i don't know four-star guy coming in 67th in the the country he's the fourth ranked uh weak side defensive end uh, four-star guy coming in at linebacker, outside linebacker, Brandon Jennings. He was 108th in the nation. And then they've got a uh, junior college guy coming in. He was the 26th ranked number three inside linebacker. Um, he's a three-star coming out of the junior college ranks, but they, they, they don't ever, I've, at least I haven't seen any like five stars, you know, anything like that at a junior college. But basically where I'm getting is they've got some defensive guys coming in. And like you said, we're not necessarily defensive minded, but looking into the depth of like these teams, you kind of have to look at the defensive side of things to really get the grand scheme of it. Um, big thing I noticed too, because I kind of looked at it. I found this cool little website that I actually didn't find for other conferences. It gave quite a few rankings for different like categories. Um, time of possession, they were dead last, oh, which is crazy. Um, they basically 25 minutes and 22 seconds per game is is the average that they had had the ball on offense, which is crazy because again, they ranked third in yards, you know? So it almost seems like they're just getting chunk plays, chunk plays, chunk plays, yards, turnover in some fashion, or yeah. maybe a field goal or something. I don't know. Right. 
or potentially touchdowns at times, but it's like they're doing it all so fast um, that basically that's why – maybe the defense is just on the field a lot. I mean, yeah. if they're – hell, if, if they have 25 minutes of time time of possession for offense, the defense has to be on the field a lot, right? Absolutely. Um, so maybe they're just tired. Um, no, but they've, they've got some good recruits coming in, and, and that was one thing we talked about off the air, the trend, right? They were – you know, 47, 31, 18. And then even in 2022, I looked at it earlier before we started recording. They were 15th at one time. Um, I guess some other recruits have committed to other schools. They've dropped down, but they're still 19th, right? And this is still so early. There, there's still so Absolutely. many guys that are going to be be committing um, to, uh, to various schools, but they're fifth in the conference. Um, so it, it seems as if they're trending in the right direction. They are not loading up on these five-star, you know, top caliber guys, but they're getting a few five stars here and there throughout the years, four-star guys coming in as well. So they're making things happen. I looked at their schedule this year. Still going to be pretty tough with basically conference games and all that. So assuming we play a full schedule, full season, um, I kind of projected they'll finish at six and six, um, which again is still a a step in the right direction, right? They're they're making those those that progress it's going to take time um For sure. it's 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 not going to be an overnight thing but um I, but i think they're trending in the right direction as you said right yeah i think Loxky is is starting to potentially like i mean i did have the big year in 2019 when he first took over or took, mm-hmm. first took over at 12 and or no sorry 12 i thought it said 12 and 3 uh three and nine my bad you know, he's taken over kind of a school that was not very good, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they were three and nine, two and three last year, which I mean, they had two wins last year. You know what I mean? That's almost well, and they had four been... games canceled. So it's kind yeah. of like now would they have won those four? Probably not. Who but... knows? But still, it, the fluctuation of the school, the season was really rough. And yeah. and for me, when you look at it, it starts at the quarterback play, yep. right? Tayola Tagovailoa, um, was that? That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, he struggled last year and and to me that was one of the big keys of why this team was not as good as they were because they ran the ball efficiently Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that in a little bit but if you look at his stats okay it it was a whirlwind of events of a year for him because if you look at the northwestern game to start the season he had he was 14 to 25 56 percent completion percentage 94 yards passing and three interceptions okay wow Right. So right out the gate, you're like, what is going on? Like Maryland's probably thinking, what did we get ourselves into? <laughs> and then the next week he goes out against Minnesota, completes almost 75% of his passes, throws for 394 and three touchdowns, and they win the game. And then the following week, he impresses again against Penn State, who's a much better team defensively. They're a very, very good team defensively. They recruit better, et cetera, et cetera. And he has a very good game against them, completes almost 70% of his passes throws for almost 300 and throws three touchdowns and zero interceptions, right? It is, it's, it's kind of weird. Cause you, you look at, it, it's like two different styles of this, uh, of, of him that we saw this year. You have the two games where he threw one touchdown, six picks. And then you have the other two games where he throws six touchdowns, one interception. And what's weird is Penn state, obviously the better of the two better of the schools, he plays better against them than he didn't. Minnesota, I think, was a bit of a letdown last year. I think that they expect it to be better than they were and only ended up three and four. Now, Northwestern ended up being pretty good last year, and I think in, mm-hmm. in, in the end it did as well. But he did struggle there. But that game against Penn State and Minnesota is quite impressive. I think a full season, I don't see him being uh, 
I don't know if he has any Debbie value. And I don't mean that to be, I, I just don't think he does. I don't see him being his brother in the NFL, right? He's not going to be that guy. He's not going to be a, a top five quarterback or anything like that. Now, the thing about it is, is what he's got the ability They've got the running back position that I think is pretty locking key with a stud that I can't wait to talk about. And, of course, they've got some weapons on their team that I really do believe in. And that, to me, is something that it's interesting to see. But he's just going into his junior season. He's going to have to show a lot in order to even be sniffed upon value-wise. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, looking at his stats, again, very shortened season, right? So they're not necessarily the most eye-popping uh, stats out there, but just over a 1,000 yards. The seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, definitely a concern. I looked at kind of what he did against, like, the top opponents, right? Um, versus top 25 teams, he had a 47.2 completion percent, 241 yards, one passing touchdown, and three interceptions. Struggled a little bit there at times. Uh, but his red zone, again, love looking at the red zone stuff. Numbers not necessarily super eye-popping, didn't have very many opportunities, but he had 63.6 completion percent. That's better than what we see from quite a few guys, albeit it was only 7 of 11. So again, not many opportunities, but 61 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. So looking at those, I really liked seeing that number, and I looked at his rank or his stats basically for his completion percent, passing yards, and then just his average yards per game. Um, he ranked third in the conference um, in completion percent, 61.5. Again, yeah, he had he had less attempts and, and so on and so forth than some of the other guys maybe. Um, but still, he completed what he had, right? So third, third there. And he ranked third in the conference in average yards per game at 252.8. So definitely it's there, right? He's got something. It's there. Um I would I would have to think, and I'll get to the final one here in a second, but I would have to think he's one that's going to use this extra year of eligibility to his advantage, unless he just comes out and has one of those types of years and more power to him. But I think he's one that we're going to see basically the maxed out time in college, you know, kind of go that route with it, but we'll see. But when you get down to the passing yards again, he ranked 12th um, in the conference. He only had just over a thousand yards, nothing Nothing too crazy, but again, only played five games. So I think there's still a lot to improve upon. I think he's still got a lot of work. I don't think he's going to be um, anywhere to the level. Now, again, when you play at Alabama, no, this is not taking anything away from, you know, even Jones or Tua or or anybody prior. They just, I mean, when, when every guy that lines up is five-star, four-star, you know, there are some three-star guys that slip through and make their way, but for sure. it's just one of those where when you have that type of talent around you, now that being said, he obviously has Rakeem Jarrett, who again, we'll talk about later, but um, he's got a five-star guy out there to throw to, and I think he's going to make a big impact this season, but getting ahead of myself. Um, <laughs> so he, he does have the targets there, but it's not a, a collective group of first round NFL top 10 pick guys, you know, that's, I think the difference. And then coaching staffs play a factor in that stuff as well. But, um, I, like you said, I, I just don't think he's a long-term Debbie play. I do think in campus to Canton, he's someone to have, right. Yeah. I, I think he can get you some points on the college side, but I would almost say, I kind of expect it more from his rushing ability too. He did have the beginning yeah. in Minnesota where he had the two rushing touchdowns, but outside of that, you really didn't, um, you didn't really see a whole lot out of him, right? You really didn't. And and I think he's one of those guys that 
unless you're competing on a campus to Canton side and he's helping you in that run, then keep him. But I almost think he's someone that maybe you trade to a competitor who's, you know, needing kind of even that, just that third filler at quarterback, you know, to help with bye weeks or anything like that, just so you can get something in return that maybe it is a a, a younger asset, right. That's still in a a freshman season or something. I don't know. I think he's maybe someone that once he starts to kind of hit a peak, Maybe try and trade him away, get get whatever you can for him, even if it is, you know, like I said, an incoming freshman who hasn't maybe played yet, but you like a you know, second round pick a year prior or a year and a year down the road. I don't know. Get something for him. Um, especially in that super flex format, obviously, he's gonna have value. So Absolutely. but 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 on the NFL side of it, like you said, I just don't don't think he's quite there yet. I don't think he's got necessarily that that coming. Um, but we'll see. We've been we've been wrong. You more than me, but we've been wrong. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well played. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Just kidding. Uh, transi- <laughs> transitioning over to the uh, uh, running back position, um, we have Jake Funk, which I thought was a fantastic name. Absolutely. Like, but I was impressed. Like, he had 516 yards in like four games, and he had an 8.6 yards per carry. But they're all gone. It's all gone. Yep. Throw it down the drain. Yep. Penny Boone is in town, baby, and I'm all in. Penny Boone. I was wondering whenever you said we got a stub we're going to talk about. I'm I'm like looking at these names and I'm just like it's got to be him. But like, which it's one are we talking Penny about Boone, here? Baby. <laughs> it's Penny Boone. Okay, so he's another one of the reasons why their draft class in with Raheem Jarrett. He's a four star running back that came in with Jarrett. So that that, that was I think they're only two five and four star recruits of that class. So which is hey, money talks. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you what. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to talk more about Jarrett later. Baboon has every chance to make this entire thing his baby. Okay. They run the football efficiently on this team, as you see with Funk. Uh, I do think they're losing a guy or two on the offensive line, but I, I, I think that we're okay here. But, but 6'2", 225, that, that to me, that that's awesome, right? You know what I mean? That That's first up. Okay. But you're like, oh, he's big. You know what I mean? Uh, can, he, can he catch the ball? Yes, he can catch the ball. He can catch the ball. He, I don't look. I don't know what these guys are made of anymore, right? But I'm watching him. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of tape on him. You had to watch some old high school stuff mm-hmm. on him just to kind of dive a little bit into him. He only had like 19 carries last year. Was it was it overly impressive um, with his time with the football? And I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? It's his first year. They didn't really have an off season, so my boy Penny Boone just you know he was struggling a little bit. Maybe you know he did have two catches. Like I said, he only saw 21 total plays on the season. You know what I mean? Never really found his rhythm. Had his most carries in the game against Indiana. Nine carries for 35 yards. But I think Funk had the the backfield because it was a senior year, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They wanted to give him every opportunity to be that guy. So Well, and he's probably most most comfortable in the offense, the playbooks, yes. the everything. He's just kind of the one that was – it was, and it's not taking anything away from his talent, but no. it was just the easier, if you want to yes. say, option and say, hey, you know the playbook – Let's get you out there. Absolutely. But this guy, like I said, 6'2", 225. He runs like he's 
one of these smaller backs, which is impressive. He, okay, I'm not, he reminds you of like a, a, a Najee Harris with how he moves. I'm not saying he's Najee Harris, everybody. Let's calm down. But I'm just saying for his size and his ability to watch him run the football the way he's capable of doing, he's he's able to get in between the tackles. And that, to me, is one of the things that was very impressive to see because not everybody at that size can move like that, right? You know what I mean? They're, they're kind of one-trick ponies. They run the ball down your throat. And that's really it. You know, that's what those guys, big guys do for you. But this guy has every potential to catch the football. I think we're looking at anywhere between like 18 to 22 catch, uh, touches a game between, you know, running the football, catching the ball. I really feel like he's going to be the vocal point. They're going to use him to set up the play action too. They're going to have to, in order to get uh, Teola to, to throw the football better this year, right? Uh, they're not going to want him to throw the ball 30, 40 times a game. And on top of that, with their defense the way it is, they're going to have to chew some of that clock down. I don't know. Prior to this week, I didn't know who Penny Boone was, but I, I want all of the Penny Boons. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, this guy is somebody that should be on your radar. It's somebody that I can think that, that I think can break out in a big way. Um, you do have to wait another year. This he's only only going into his sophomore year, just like Jared is. So, but it's somebody to, I believe to get on the train now before the hype is too far gone and you're not able to gather him anymore, right? Outside of Jarrett, but the price for Jarrett is massive, right? You know what I mean? The, the price, everybody knows Jarrett's good. You know what I mean? You just click it, click in 247 or whatever sports.com and you see Rakim Jarrett, five-star prospect, like the number four guy in his class, et cetera, et cetera. Boone, on the other hand, isn't that guy. You know, yes, he's a four-star prospect. And yeah, if, you got, if you're in a league with some guys that are, have been around Debbie for a long time, they know who Boone is. But if you're in one of our fresh leagues, Boone's definitely worth a look. I really feel like he's going to be in that 2023 class. I think he's going to be, God, I had to think about that. Like Mm -hmm. it's, that was a little hard, but the 2023 class, I really feel like he could be up in that upper echelon of the class. As long as he continues to uh, showcase what I believe he's capable of doing your thoughts, Stoops. No, I agree. When I was looking at it and, it's funny when you look at like, you know, ESPN, the stats or wherever you look for stuff. A lot of times you have kind of like, you've got your lead guy, right? Unless you're North Carolina, then you've got the two guys, but you've got like your top guy who has X amount of yards, whatever. And then you at least have a second guy that's somewhat close. Not a Maryland, not at all. Because whenever you, like you said, with Jake Funk, he had, I mean, what was it? I actually did the math on it. So he basically had of the, the like the rushing yards. Um, he had forty point three percent of the rushing yards. Right, Penny Boone, Isaiah Jacobs, Tayon, Fleet Davis, and I don't know how to say the last guy's name, but that's a really cool name. Had thirty two point nine percent. Right, yeah. so it was kind of like obviously Funk was the guy. So there, there's four other running backs on the roster that are going to be competing for those. It's Penny Boone and Isaiah Jacobs for me. I think it's either one of those, but I do agree with you. I think Penny Boone's the answer. I think he's going to be their lead guy. Um, when you look at the stats from last year, you've already talked about Penny Boone's, right? He had the 21 total um, touches. He had 107 total yards, which again, not that great, but didn't have that many opportunities either. But when you look at Isaiah Jacobs, 19 rush attempts, same as Penny Boone, for 61 yards, which is less. Two receptions for 22 yards, which is one yard more than what Penny Boone had. So they had the same amount of opportunities for the whole season, but it's just with Penny Boone's size, his speed, I I just think he's the guy. I think he's going to be the one that does take over um, that lead role back. And then I think Isaiah Jacobs is going to come in um, 
and just kind of be that 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 second guy. They've got some recruits coming in. Uh, Colby McDonald, he's a three star guy, but he's the seventy fourth ranked running back. Um, he's five two. I'm sorry, five two, five ten, two hundred pounds. Um, and then they've got Roman Hemby, six foot one ninety five, another three star guard, but he's the hundred and hundred and eleventh ranked running back. So again not highly ranked guys coming in so i mean it's penny boone's backfield to lose essentially is kind of the answer there but um i do think that that like you said they've got to get that running game going i mean the time of possession is just it's awful like that's and i let's put it this way there is a team that shall be unnamed we will talk about in a couple weeks that was very good at controlling the ball very good at it and they won nine games they did lose one to a team that made the national championship game. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's just teams out there control the ball and it, it helps win games. Will it win you every game? No, not at all. But yeah. if your offense doesn't have the ball very much, they can't score. And it's just tough for defenses, obviously, to score touchdowns. So for sure. they've got to get the running game going. They've got to slow the clock down. Um, well, yeah, slow it down. I guess you could say speed it up, whatever. They need the ball more on offense. Um, it's kind of what it comes down to. So they got to get the running game going. They have to. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree. And now we transition to the wide receiver position, where we've got the main cat back. You know what I mean? We've got the. We've already got. The, we've talked about him a couple times, and and we'll get to him in a minute. And and honestly, I will probably give the floor to my boy Steeps about him because I know you're very very excited to talk about Raheem. Um, who had honestly in a very short period of time had a fantastic first season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he really did, but. Uh, top to bottom, a lot of their big play receivers last year are coming back, right? You know yep. what I mean? Their their number one guy, Dante Demas, he's back. It's going to be a senior year. He had 24, 365, 15 yards of catch, and he had four touchdowns. So that, to me, is obviously a good thing. Uh, Deshaun Jones, 11, 181, 16 yards of catch. He's back. You know what I mean? Cobbs is back as well. Like, so their top four wide receivers are back this year. Right. So the Rappaport that that that, uh, you know, Teola started building with these teams, with these players is going to be good moving into this season because Cobb is a senior this coming into the season. You know, I mean, Damas is the senior as well. Um, Jones is a redshirt junior. And then, of course, you have Rakim. You know what I mean? Obviously, Jarrett's going to be that guy. Right. He's going to be the guy. But I really am excited because i feel like this is a really good wide receiver crew do you agree with me Seeps? yeah i agree um like you said the the numbers the numbers are there the guys right. that were involved are coming back yeah so i i would agree with you i like the receiving core here um they've got the one year of ex- well i say one year right yeah they've got the practices five games in the season so they, they at least have some game game experience together um with the quarterback obviously so um I think it's going to be a much better year. And that's a big reason I also I think they'll go six and six, which, you know, is that great? No, but it gets them into a bowl game. So um, that's always nice too. Um, but no, yeah, looking at Jarrett, man, I mean, he's he's just he's just a stud. It's it's when you look at a five star receiver, um, you kind of get one of two things. You you either get the guy that comes in. Maybe not first year, but he comes in and then he just makes he, he makes you look smart, right? He he's exactly what you thought. Or he just kind of never does anything. And I don't think that's gonna be Jarrett. I, I just think he's he's too talented. They're going to get him involved. They've already shown 
you know, that, that they want to get him involved. They even gave him a rush attempt. Yeah, it only went for five yards, but it just shows they're getting him the ball however they need to. Another thing that I think is going to be interesting to see how they get a guy involved is they've got a transfer coming in from Nebraska, Marcus Fleming. He is only 5'9", 160, which is a bit concerning. However, small guy, fast, right? He's going to be a speedster, right? So he's a four-star guy out of high school. Um, So it's just going to be interesting to see how they get him involved. But they do spread the ball around. I mean, when you look at it, they had one, two, three, nine um, returning nine returning guys that had some had a catch at least one catch so they're spreading the ball around yes they've got the four guys that they really really focus on on the receiver side I honestly didn't even look at the tight ends but um they they spread the ball around nonetheless so they're going to get the receivers involved they show they definitely want to pass but we've already said it they got to get the running backs involved which that's another thing they throw the ball to the, the the back side of the backfield so it's it's going to be an interesting offense to watch, but I think Raheem Jarrett's going to be the guy this year. I'd be shocked, again, full season, I'd be shocked if he's not above 60, 70 receptions. Um, I, I think that'd be a solid number, and I'd be shocked if he doesn't hit over 1,000 yards. Right Now, the touchdowns, those are going to come and go. He may you know, only get about seven, but as long as they're getting everyone else involved with touchdowns, that's what's important for the offense. So we'll see what happens there, but I just think that, the chemistry chemistry is a big thing, right? Yeah. You may not have a roster filled of five star, just stacked full of five star, four star guys, but you always hear the thing. Um, and I hope I get this right, but basically it's you, you have like a four star team with a five star mentality or a three star team yeah. with a five star mentality, right? So it's, yeah, you may not have those top recruits, but if you can create that mentality, get people who buy into your system and love to be there, you'd be shocked at what kind of results you get. So, that's what I think they're building there. That's the type of system and organization. I say organization. They do. <laughs> money's money's involved. We just don't talk about it. But um, <laughs> it's just one of those things where the college, the college aspect of it is is you gotta let your kids have fun. They're still kids, you know. Yeah. Yes, a lot of them will have dreams to go to the NFL, but at the same time, like there's still that small piece inside of them that wants to go out there and have fun with their friends. Right. So absolutely got to let them have fun. Um, and I think the team, like we said, is make, they're making strides. They're I definitely do. making strides. Yeah. I'm excited to see what, how it kind of unfolds. Like I said, this is one of the cool things about doing this is, you know, I, before this week, I, I didn't know, even know who Penny Boone was, you know what I mean? Wow. And, and to me, it's pretty cool to be able to do this and look for some of these teams. Like, so thanks Kevsky for recommending Maryland. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't, Maryland might not have been at the top of our list but that's our goal is is we're going to touch on some of the big schools but our you know debbie is about small school guys too you know what i mean like it's about finding that that guy early so you're listening to our show and you can be like hey man i grabbed boone because of you know ricky and steve yeah. suggested him you know what i mean and that's and that's something that i could you know uh, be happy about or you could be like hey, i grabbed boone and he sucked you know what i mean it, it is what it is but well and targeting those guys early and that's just it It, it, it's one of those where you're going to get them so again what is that campus to canton leagues i don't remember are well some are deeper than others but you know if you've got 35 roster spots yeah i think you can spare the 35th pick or 30th whatever to be on penny boone right yeah exactly and he may go earlier than that because of that potential opportunity um but then you got also got to think like people are gonna be like, yeah, but it's Maryland. Like, do I want to take that chance? And then 
you got you just got to look at your roster and say, is this a moment where I can take that chance and be okay if he hits or doesn't? So it's he's going to get the opportunity. That's the thing. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's you're taking him deep in the rosters. It's not like you're taking him first five, ten rounds. So exactly. All right, folks. The last few weeks we've been ending our shows with some Debbie picks. Um, and last, the first show we did 15 through 11 quarterbacks, 10 through six last week. And then this week we're going to tackle five through one at the quarterback position. You know what? I'm going to kick us off here with my five and four. And then, uh, I'll let you do your five and four. So my number five is JT Daniels out of Georgia. Um, I love this kid and I really, really think that, uh, we're underplaying his ability. I uh, I just do. I really, he looked good towards the end of last year. He wasn't super healthy at the beginning of the year, but once he, my biggest concern is it's Georgia. Yeah. Like we say that about every guy on that team, like whether it's a running back, it's a receiver, it's tight end. We talked about George Pickens, you know, does being at Georgia hinder him? I think it could, you know, but we're, you're looking at the ability as well. Uh, JT Daniels has all of the tools. And if he can put together a, a season that he's capable of doing in the SEC. We're going to be talking about JT Daniels at the top top of this next draft class because it's a wide open top of the draft class, in my opinion. Coming um, number four, uh, a guy that I like a lot more than Stoops, but it's a guy that I've really wavered back and forth a thousand times now, but I'm still holding out a little bit of hope, and that's on Jaden Daniels. Um, he's my number four. Um, he needs to become accurate to football. This guy's this Jaden Daniels is one guy that I could see going from like my, he's like my number three, 2022 guy right now. I can see him sliding all the way down to like my bottom half of the top 10, just because his ability is there. I just don't know if he's capable of bringing that to Sundays. And that to me is very pivotal. So right now I'm, I'm still high on him, but there's obviously a lot more guys that I like ahead of him. But if I was in like a Debbie aspect and I was looking for a quarterback and it, and it, Read to me right here. If I had a pick between Daniels, Daniels and Daniels, JT or Jaden, I, I would probably lean JT just because I, I feel more confident in him on the next level, which doesn't really explain me ranking him ahead of him. But <laughs> I just realized, yeah, that, it's but, you know, it, it's but, just one of those where when you when you when you believe in someone that much, you kind of hold on to it a little bit. Yep. Um, and it, it's not like you ranked, you know, them six spots differently. And now you're saying it like they're one spot different, you know, it's flip a coin and, and call it at that point. But I get it. It's wrong, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> five and four for you, my friend. Number five for me. Um, the guy that I actually, when I was when I left in last year on the campus to Canton, I tried to get him everywhere. Dylan Gabriel at a UCF. I, I like him a lot, right? I, I do think there's some midget. Yeah, there's some areas that he can definitely improve. Um, height is one, unfortunately, that he can't, you know, practice upon because it is what it is. But um no, he's he's just got something within him. He's got drive, he's got that that want to really succeed as a lot of these do. So I know that's kind of a, a cop out thing to say, but I like him a lot. I just enjoy watching his film. I, I think he's got, you know, some good aspects to him. Um, again, he's one that does need to work on some accuracy a little bit. He, he's got a kind of a little bit lower number here and there, but like him a lot. Number four for me is a guy that um, a lot of people, you know, crowned as the greatest quarterback to ever live. And that's Spencer Rattler. Um he is a great quarterback, and he definitely started showing that towards the end of the season, middle to end of the season. 
Um, it was just that early on part where he played what Missouri Valley State or whoever it was, and everyone was like, "This is it. This is the guy." And I'm just like, "It's it's it's a not a great school, you know." So he did start showing it towards the middle to late late part of the season. So I like him. Um, I just obviously like two other guys in his class a little bit more. But uh, yeah, Spencer Rattler at four for me. Three through one. Me? Yes. Cool. Three, um, I've got obviously the QB2 in the 2022 class. <laughs> and that is your boy, Keaton Slovis. Slavis, however we want to say it. It's our show. Um, there you go. Now, I, I like him a lot. I think this year is definitely going to be um, a really telling year. Um, I mean, he's he's still got, obviously, phenomenal guys to throw to. But he's losing a Monroe St. Brown. That was a big one. So he's just he's losing some big guys that were were you know highly recruited and highly talented guys. But USC's it's they just got to get it together, man. We talk about it every year, and we talked about it actually on on, on <laughs> we talked about it like, like yeah the last, two weeks ago, or last week, whatever it was. It's like how do you have a top five, ten, fifteen recruiting class consistently, except for that one year where they were like not top. But how do you get all these guys and your team is just like, meh, meh, you know? So I don't know. We'll see. But I like, I do like him. Obviously, he's my he's my quarterback too. Um, as we've said many, many times, it's kind of a flip of the coin, you know, as far as this next part goes. But I've got the true QB1. That's Sam Howell out of North Carolina. Man, it, it's... You have him number two? QB2. Oh, yeah, I have him two overall. I have him QB1 for his class, but I have him number two Ooh. overall. Our top three are the same. They're just out of order. Well... Anyway, um, yeah, Sam Howell. I like him a lot. I've been saying this for what? Ever, basically. Um, it was it was honestly, if I can recall, it was the game against Clemson his freshman year where they lost by one point. They went for the two-point conversion. Uh, and it was, I, I, I think Matt Brown, looking back on it, I think he made the right call looking back on it. In the moment, I was like, man, just kick the field goal go into overtime and, and and take your chances. But it is Clemson, right? It's kind of one of those where it's like, you know what? My Mac Brown, we're going to go for it. We're going to give this. And it was close, but it was just the way Sam Howe played that game, the grit he showed, the way he he was he put his his body on the line right there at the end to get that two-point conversion, but they didn't get it. So they ended up losing. But like him a lot. Um he did really really well really well. Really really well against A&M, obviously, in the Orange Bowl um, with his top guys not not really even playing. So I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. It's going to be fun to watch that. But the number one quarterback I have is DJ Uyungale out of Clemson. This man is just like – his size is is crazy for and how fast he is for his size. I am not saying he is the speedster that's going to just run past everyone. But to be that size, have the accuracy that he has, the arm strength, the speed, the just, I, I just, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, I'm a huge fan, and Clemson just is going to continue on, even after losing Trevor Lawrence. I'm surprised. I'm a little surprised. I wasn't expecting Hal to be number two. I was a little surprised at that Hal's my number three, um, and my love for Hal grew a little bit more. Um, when we talked about North Carolina as a collective whole. Um, and it's not that I didn't love him. Again, he's my number three. He's my number two quarterback of 2022. So it's not like I didn't love the guy. 
but um, my heart is in one place, and that's in California. So, um, <laughs> still, that was so bad. Yeah. Oh God, everybody. You tried. No, you tried. Yeah, it was. Um, DJ Ukulele. Um, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to pronounce his name right one day, but um, he's my number two. And I, I don't hate you for having him number one because God, he's so good. And even in that pickup game, everybody was like, "Oh my God, he's terrible against Notre Dame," and he came back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, they didn't win, no, but he looked damn good in that game. And I'm telling you, whew, not, looks crazy. We got two seasons of him coming. Yeah, we've got two full seasons of the DJ show, and I'm excited about it. And of course, my number one is Keaton Slavis. My guy will always be my guy. Um, you're right. There's some holes that need to be filled that I'm hoping that we can see more of heading into next year. I'm a little bit scared to see what is going to happen with him this year, but I truly still believe and buy him. And, and I do think that he's getting slept on and it's okay. You know what I mean? I do think he's getting slept on the the narrative that USC quarterbacks aren't good in the NFL. That's what it is, what it is. Neither are you, no, neither are Ohio state guys and I'm still rooting for Justin Fields. So, which to me is, blows my mind that that even has to be a thing anymore but stoops and i consistently talk about that now daily about the hate for justin fields as it grows each and every week i don't people must not have watched that game against clemson where i saw a grown man grown man with like all of his ribs broken beat uh, a very good clemson team but enough of that um i'm very very excited in the next couple weeks we got a couple more school uh schools to tackle uh, Kevsky recommended Ole Miss. That's one of the schools that we're going to tackle. Uh, somebody else recommended Michigan, so I didn't have to do that. So that's fantastic. Um, but I'm very excited. And he rec- and, and Ricky recommended A and M, guys. So don't worry, it's coming. Exactly. We're exactly. going to talk about A and M, and I didn't choose it. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's nice to be able to talk about these. And then, of course, if you have any recommendations for us, hit us up, please, because we will talk about whomever you guys want us to. We got a lot of fun shows coming in the near future. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow Stoops on Twitter at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. See y'all later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.